I know I must look a little odd right now. I'm here to pick up some women. Should've put the emphasis on pleasure. She'd've loved you then. Do you seriously expect me to become involved in your sexual Olympics? Why does everyone keep asking me that? How about I call you an idiot in public, and you can convict me for revealing state secrets? Hello, and welcome to Who Are You? It's a Babylon 5 watchcast by a couple of strangers who are getting to know each other and becoming friends over one of their shows from their childhood, Babylon 5. I am Laura. And I'm Jafer. And today I get to ask Jafer, what do you want? You still haven't answered my question, Ambassador. What do you want? Well, what do you mean, what do I want? What do you want? Do you really want to know what I want? Do you really want to know the truth? I wanna really, really, really wanna zig a zig Does that answer your question? Ah, uh, yeah, we're bringing it back. <laughs> I do like that drop a lot. Thank you, thank you. So, what I want right now is to just fucking move. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've talked about this on pod at all yet, but I am on the precipice of relocating i'm not moving terribly far away just like it's only like you know maybe 20 miles or something tops Mm -hmm. but over the last several months sold my house purchased another house and am currently waiting for the occupants of my new house to get out so that i can get in and get out of my current residence which i have already sold yeah even if you're not going far it's hard to pack up your whole life and move it I have been packing shit for days, and I haven't started upstairs yet. (laughs) Um, Now, I knew that, like, so my basement is, like, I've got a bar, right? I've talked about all the mead that I brew. I have, Mm -hmm. like, I think I counted about 10 boxes of just cases of wine that I've made. Yeah. Like, not to mention, you know, my whiskey collection is another, like, five or six boxes Plus all of the other miscellanea of my bar, glassware. I have a handful of custom glassware. Some of it's stuff that a friend made. Um, some of it is some other stuff that I picked up at like Comic Con. Like I've got a, a stein that's got a B5 logo engraved in it and stuff. Nice. So I've got just got the, a lot of stuff. And then that's just the alcohol down there. It's also like my nerd cave. So I've got mm. hundreds of Warhammer minis on display. I've got all my D&D books. I've got mm-hmm. my massive board game collection. All of this stuff is small and fragile and has to be put in boxes and it's just taking forever. Yeah. So it's just that all sucks. And then also I've been trying to purge a lot of stuff as I've mm-hmm. been going through. So I filled a couple of garbage cans full of stuff as I've been going through and just like, I don't need this anymore. I don't need this anymore. And just clearing out like my storage space, organizing it, saying this is coming and this is or this is getting tossed. Or mm-hmm. this is getting donated to Goodwill if it's something that's actually still usable. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't realize how much just stuff you accumulate living in a house. Yep. <laughs> I've been here for six years now. And just the amount of stuff that I have. Yeah. Six years. That's crazy to think about. And it's just been a ton. And You know, the people that are the current occupants of my new home, you know, they Mm -hmm. had a lot of trouble getting the keys to their new place. 
And so that has trickled down to me, will trickle down to the person that is moving into my home. Ugh. And it just, it's, it's all miserable, right? It just, it, it, I hope it's, at least for him, it's the last stop. He's not, there's no one waiting on him to move out right now, the person who, who bought my place. So at least there's that, but it's just, it's a lot. And I just want it to be done. I'm not even mm-hmm. like looking forward to being moved at this point. I'm looking forward to not have to worry about packing and moving my things. And I would going to be really happy when it's over. Um, honestly, we're doing two episodes back to back right now for this recording. Uh-huh. This is probably the last episodes I'm going to record in this house. <gasps> oh, it's looking like say goodbye to your house today. Yeah, it's looking like in six days from recording time, I'm going to be able to actually move and I, yeah. d- I don't think we're gonna even we're not gonna record that time i'll just i'll just own that like oh, i'm gonna no, be too no, busy no. packing so yeah i'm looking forward to seeing the new place i've got a new office area that's very nice mm-hmm. and it'll have there's a view there'll be a view of my backyard i've got two acres mm-hmm. it's beautiful there's i got yeah. like an acre of woods in the back i'm really looking forward to it and I'm sure we're Facebook friends, so you'll see all my stuff because I'm remodeling my kitchen the first week I'm in there. I took the week off work to remo- just completely demo and redo my whole kitchen. Wow, that's ambitious. So, there's going to be a bunch of photos of that, I'm sure, too. Yeah, I look forward to seeing them. I could never, never attempt a project like that in a week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it should be I enough could, time. I could never attempt a project like that. So there we go. Best of luck. That's why we're doing Thank two you. today. Yeah. <laughs> Give you some time. I appreciate it. Yeah. And the two we're doing today, I really like both these episodes. And I won't yes. talk about the next one at all because everyone listening is going to have to wait a week for it. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Ben. Hashtag not twice a week. But I really like both these episodes. I do have a bit to talk about at the top of this one before we get into it. Sure. Go ahead. Um, so this is written by Peter David. Peter yeah. David is a very prolific author of Star Trek books. Mm-hmm. I literally see four on my bookshelf i think yeah yeah i've got a four written by him just sitting on my bookshelf right there which is cool he wrote a bunch of tng novels including a handful of like the more famous ones that actually impacted the overall lore of the series he wrote mzadi uh Mm -hmm. he wrote vendetta a couple other ones so he did this and he had never written an episode of tng everyone was all like hey when are you gonna write a tng episode and he was all like, I'm, I just like the books. And then he writes an episode of B5. And they're like, oh, are you going to write BF, B5 books? He's like, no, I'm going to write Star Trek books. And I read a whole interview with him about it. Uh, that was fun. I actually have some B5 books that are written by Peter David, though. Did he end up doing some after? I'm pretty uh, sure. After the complaints? I'm gonna... I see uh, J. Gregory Keyes wrote the Psycor trilogy that I'm looking at right now. There's a Londo book that I have that I swear is written by him. Let me... uh. Just he he really Google liked app. Londo. That was one of the reasons why he did this episode. Oh, well, yeah, it's a great Londo story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's on my bookshelf right now. Let me see. Just pull this cool. up. And yep, it is written by Peter David. Solid. <laughs> so he, he came around eventually. Yep. There are another, there's another thing I want to talk about. It is not in this episode. It is in a previous episode. Londo refers to his three wives as death, mm-hmm. famine, and pestilence. Uh-huh, and that quote was very much written in mind with this episode. Yeah, I could see that. The three characters were based around these things. And there's also an unspoken thing about this that, that quote that I really want to talk about. And there's not the best place to talk about it in this episode. So I'm going to just talk about it now, 
which is the implication is if his wives are death, famine, and pestilence, is that right. Lando is war. Indeed. Which is super <laughs> foreshadowing, really good. It's it's not mentioned once in this episode, not mentioned once in the episode uh, in which that quote originates, but it is very good planning. Um, yes, especially considering what's going to happen next yep. week. <laughs> so we've got our three wives. Mariel is death for obvious reasons in this episode. Okay, uh, she tries yeah. to kill Londo. If you haven't, we're going to spoil it for you in 10 minutes anyways. Um, <laughs> Dagir is pestilence. Okay. And uh, the name is supposed to, it's like dagger because it will go straight to the heart like disease. Okay. All right. And then Timoth is famine. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is literally vomit spelled backwards. I also read this on the internet today. <laughs> but it's uh, the famine is an emotional famine, not a uh, not a not a literal one. famine, not a yeah. literal starvation. It's emotional starvation is what she represents. Okay, I could see that. So I wanted to bring this up at some point. Now's as good as any. Wando told a story in an earlier episode that he was enchanted with a stripper at some point, right? Mm -hmm. right? Like an, an exotic dancer. And he brought her home and married her. And uh, she had a horrible voice. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously, like, when you've heard that story and Timov speaks, you're like, oh, it's her. A hundred percent, yeah. But later 100%. they mentioned that all of the marriages were arranged. So I'm like... It doesn't but, quite work. Yeah. Yeah. There are a couple of things in this episode that don't quite work. Like Talia goes on about how when she first started Psychor, she was paired with uh, Stoner, mm -hmm. which is directly oppositional to what she said like three episodes ago when she was paired with someone else when she first started Psychor. Yeah. And well, and if she was paired with Stoner when she first started Psychor, well, she first came to Psychor when she was five. So mm -hmm. we've got to assume that. She wasn't paired with Stoner when she was five, right? Yeah. She makes a sure mention of when she started Psychor Academy, okay. um, which we don't, it's very nebulous. Maybe mm -hmm. if I read those Psychor books, I might know more, but I haven't gotten around to that yet. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, that's a, well, after season two, maybe we'll do the book, book club on those. You've got time to get them and read them now, listener, is what I'm saying. Yeah. What I, I want to believe that, that Abby was like when she was... A child, and then stoners when she's an adult, I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, I would assume so, given yeah. that they were testing them for genetic compatibility. Right. Oh, <laughs> oh God, it just hurts to say it. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole thing's so skeezy. This ugh. This episode has a lot of skis in it, so if... Uh, it does if have a ton of skis in this episode. If that's tough for anybody, I'm really sorry. Uh, it just didn't feel like quite enough to warrant a content wording, but it's uh, very skeezy. <laughs> it's a very it's a very thick layer of skis. Um, mm -hmm. And it's that special kind of episode where the title means a couple of things to the episode, but none mm -hmm. of those are the traditional meaning of the words. Like you think soulmates and you think people who love each other. <laughs> <laughs> there is none of that in here, but there's a lot of uh, married people or formerly yeah. married people. So we open up on Veer. And he is practicing introducing himself. It is a pleasure to meet you. While Garibaldi inquires, like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's nervous because Lando's three wives are about due to arrive on the station. 
It's adorable. A team off arrives first and just verbally runs Veer over with a truck. Mm-hmm. And her voice. Her voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. She she gets Veer to take her off to Londo's quarters without waiting for the other two wives. And the scene kind of ends with Garibaldi noticing a creepy person behaving strangely. Yeah, he catches uh, someone that I could only describe as discount David Hasselhoff oh, yelling, yeah, nice. yelling at uh, who we will learn to be is Stoner. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't sit right. So Garibaldi tries to follow him and then goes to the captain to talk about him. At this point, he's done some research. He knows his name is Matthew Stoner and he's completely unremarkable, which is a problem per Garibaldi's homeschooled security training. So much of what I do, it's gut instinct. Yes, his gut instinct method of policing, which I wrote down and then wrote homeschool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, we don't need real methods here. Uh, Talia comes in to talk to Sheridan about something else when he dismisses Garibaldi but mentions the name, prompting the I know him in the most unpleasant sense. I was married to him. Took theme, <laughs> which is a choice. That's <laughs> a choice. I wonder, and I don't want to pry into Peter David's personal life, but I wonder if he's been married more than once. <laughs> I did not Google it, and I don't think I'm going to. No, it's fine. He's probably seen people who've been married more than once. That's really all you need. So back from theme at the casino, Londo's having a great time. He is the life of the party. He's just living it up for somebody whose three wives are descending on the station as mm-hmm. we speak. Barkeep! Another round for all my friends! He is in the best mood. He tells a fun story. Everyone is cheering him. He buys the bar around. Mm-hmm. Leaving Veer to try and stall with Timov. She keeps pushing Veer to tell him what's going on, and then we meet Daguerre. She shows up in the middle of this, and they just bicker and bicker. There's so many great quotes in this whole episode. Yeah. I needed a thesaurus for trading barbs, uh, mm-hmm. because it happens so much in this episode. I can help you with the big words if you're having trouble. Yeah. They clearly do not get along. Indeed. Talia is looking at old stuff when Sheridan catches up and lets her know that he's here to listen. I guess the implication here is that Babylon 5 has a museum. Of just stuff. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah, the 20th century. Ooh. It wasn't that great, guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, Vanova gets called to Delenn's quarters, who needs help with her hair. In a conversation that technically passes the Bechdel test. Uh, <laughs> technically. <laughs> um, I love just, it. Just, just to dissuade anyone here, um, the Bechdel test is the lowest possible bar. It's not a great test, but it's embarrassing that we can this, like, that we have to measure things at that level. I was sitting there watching the scene. I remember this scene. This was a bit, one of those mm-hmm. memorable, like, slice of life moments for me. Yeah. Uh, but I was also thinking, like, I wanted this slice of life to happen before she got herself all did up and went out with Sheridan that one night. <laughs> because it would have made more sense to me there. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. oh, well. They talk about but... the uh, the chemicals Mimbari use instead of bathing, and it's just stripping layers of skin off, and Afanova is just aghast at the condition of her hair for it. I, I mean, apparently she's been washing her hair with, like, industrial solvent. And so, hey, fun fact, guys, I'm a very curly-headed person. That's if you've seen any of, well, if you've seen our artwork, you know that, right? I actually don't 
use shampoo. That's part of the curly hair method is to use conditioner only. So, Hmm. and it works, my friends. You just got to trust, but you got to research the method. If you need it, check it out. I do not have that problem. I have, (laughs) I have incredibly thick, straight hair. Like I've had, I've had barbers, people who literally do this for their, their living comment. It's all like, wow. Like. I've had people need to stop and get sharper scissors. It's a real thing that's happened to me at uh, a barber shop before. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to worry about brittle hair. No. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a, it's it's a problem because I can't keep oil on my scalp because my hair is so thick. So my scalp is incredibly dry at all times. Mine is too. Yeah, that's part of my thing. It's like my hair will just suck up any oils or moisture and just... You know, this is why people it. listen to this podcast to hear know, us talk right? about how our dry <laughs> scalps. Talia tells us she got paired with Stoner for their genetic compatibility and that they weren't married along. He somehow left Psychor and nobody seems to know how. Yeah, he just had some connections and he left and their marriage was annulled. And mm-hmm. it's all very mysterious, very strange. Not something that we've heard Psychor ever do. No, no, it is, it is very unusual. So Sheridan runs into Jakar in the meantime, and he asks him how he's settling in and then gets a little sassy about Sinclair's disappearance. So I feel like Jakar is a very much an audience proxy in this episode going, make this make sense. I don't understand. (laughs) He's like (laughs) acknowledging any, you know, complaints the audience may have at this moment. And then Londo shows up and also asks how Sheridan is settling in. But he's in a very weirdly good mood still. Yeah, there's a blooper from the season two blooper reel here where Bruce Boxler calls himself uh, Sinclair instead of Sheridan. Hilarious. <laughs> I don't know where it is in the episode. I just know that it's in there. I haven't seen the blooper reel, but I have to imagine it's this scene. It makes yeah, a lot surely. of sense for it to be this scene. <laughs> but if he did it, we all get a pass every time we do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Daguerre and Timov are still duking it out with words. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Londo arrives back at his quarters. But he, he wants to know where Marielle is, and Veer doesn't know because he got steamrolled by Timov when she got through TSA. Timov has the best line of this episode in here. The secret of our marriage's success, Londo, is our lack of communication. <laughs> <laughs> Just chef's kiss. Beautiful. She's um, so great. She gets the best lines in this episode in general. She does. And there's, I mean, she's uh, one. She was in a TV show with Peter Jurassic called Dear John before this. So they were friends. That's one of the reasons why they've got the chemistry that they do. They sure do, don't they? Yeah. And two, the actress is another Royal Shakespeare Company actress who Mm. is dear friends with Patrick Stewart. I could tell she has the fabulous air about her. Okay. And made a comment about them both getting to play bald, sassy sci-fi characters. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love which, her which more now. Which was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, that's great. Ugh, I stand. I stand team of. Okay. <laughs> so Londo goes ahead and tells them that his 30th anniversary of his Ascension Day is coming up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes a nice lazy women be shopping joke. Yeah. With, yeah. Uh, Got to get one in. Uh-huh. Uh, but for his Ascension Day, the Emperor is granting him one wish, like a genie. Yep. 
like a genie. I looked into what Ascension Day was. It's okay. a bar mitzvah. It's it's oh, yeah, when you're six sense. when you're centauri, it's your sixteenth birthday. Okay. Yeah, um, that makes so sense. Quinciera, a confirmation, a ton of cultures around the world have something similar to this. So yeah, it's his forty sixth birthday tomorrow, is what it actually is. Okay. I'm trying to decide if he looks forty six to me, but he's an alien, so it doesn't matter. Let's move on. Um, yeah. So his one wish he wants from Mr. Genie is a mm-hmm. divorce from two of his three wives. Well, he wanted a divorce from all three, but the emperor said, I can't, that's too much. You can divorce two of them. You have to have one wife, geez. He needs someone to attend social functions with. Yeah. Lest who will worry about getting you home, you drunk ass. Yeah, well, that's a, some, I mean, Londo clearly needs a DD, right? A hundred percent. State of inebriation, I'd wager. Good call from the emperor there. Yeah, Wando gets a lot of joy from destroying the economic security of two women. I just want to say, <laughs> he sure does. He, he enjoys all of this quite a bit, uh, a bit too much. He's amused by their uh, their bickering to no end, and then Muriel mm-hmm. arrives. Yes, we see Stoner. He's doing business with Mister Ham. I when... said the same thing. <laughs> My husband recognized him as Lurch from the Adams family. He is both of those things. Yes. But... I call him Lurch yeah. in the, when he shows up late in my no, notes. Okay. Um, yeah, it's good. <laughs> I like Mr. Hum. Yeah. Mr. Hum isn't impressed either, in which he often isn't in TNG. It's true. He doesn't uh, speak he... in TNG, though, does he? No, he doesn't. He doesn't he really speak doesn't as Lurch, Lurch either. either. Yeah, I was trying to think if I had heard his voice before. So this is where we get it. Isn't it great? <laughs> Not impressed, Stoner pulls out a Centauri artifact to do better, but Garibaldi shows up mm-hmm. and wants to inquire about the origin of this artifact. Yep. Stoner's just a complete asshole to Garibaldi. He's the kind of unprovoked asshole you expect someone's ex-spouse that you've been elevator stalking to be. <laughs> so you detain him yeah. because you're a cop and you can do it. Yes. Yes. We cut to the comic relief of this episode. And, mm-hmm. Well, no, just other comic relief. There's lots <laughs> of comic relief in this episode. But the other comic relief is that Lanier walks in on Delenn and Ivanova while they're working on Delenn's hair mm-hmm. to let them know that they've been invited to the Ascension Party. They just wanted to put a scene of Delenn with curlers all around that silly ridge. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and, and Lanier, like a kid, does that hurt? Like, I feel like I asked my mom that when she had curlers in. Oh, man, curlers are not something I can relate to. I've never had to do that. <laughs> I've done um, pin curls to my hair. Do you know what pin curls are? I don't want to assume um, you don't know. I think those are the ones it, that are like the little rolls with the, is that the, with the plastic cage? No. So these are the ones that you just like tw- twirl up your hair and smush it, smush it down against your head. And then you put bobby pins to keep it in place. Okay. So I've done that to get wigs on for opera shows. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. Because otherwise I have so much hair that I can't get the wig on. Yeah, I've got enough hair I can't wear hats. Even at like this mm-hmm. length, it's still too much most of the time. Yeah, it's short I right get now. That. I'm rocking a little Pike's Peak. That's what I'm calling mm-hmm. my summer haircut. The little Anson Mount swoosh. I exactly. God, Stranger Worlds <laughs> has been so good. I'm only on episode two. Don't don't do any spoilies. Uh, episode two is probably the worst episode of the season so far. Really? I thought it was fine. I thought it was yeah, good. Yeah, I know. It was fine. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Yay. We won't, we anyway. won't worry about that show later. 
This isn't uh, that podcast, yeah. Uh, Stoner riles up Garibaldi and is just gross. He's so gross. It's He's so, so gross. icky. Yeah, he, I can't. This guy. Oh, I can't imagine having this conversation with someone. And he plays Garibaldi like a fiddle. He knows all the buttons to push and he yep. just smashes them. Yeah, he gets all <laughs> big tough guy, beat his chest, Garibaldi. And Stoner's mm-hmm. just like, I don't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, uh, he's so awful. He, yeah, just, uh, uh, yeah. God. The telepaths Anyways. sure are throwing a lot of people that you love to hate at us, aren't they? It's very. That's that's what Psychor is here for. So we cut to Mariel, and she's wandering around, and she mm-hmm. runs into Sheridan, and she's lost and helpless. But Londo arrives and warns Sheridan that Mariel is attracted to powerful men, and they are the ones that get burned. Yeah, Londo is like, bro, I'm not saying. No, but mm-hmm. I am saying, trust me, you don't want to. Yeah. It's kind of exactly. a weird choice, but I mean, that's, you know, it's a different culture and, you know, we've established Sheridan's a swinger, so. <laughs> right? He, he must have hinted to Londo he was in the lifestyle at some point. Is that a problem? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Stoner goes to see Talia, like, directly out of custody. Uh uh-huh. After being told not to talk to her, he immediately goes to talk to her because he's yeah. just that kind of guy. Like, exactly. that's who he is. And he's like, you should come back to me. I'll get you out of Psychor. And just, uh, mm-hmm. hold on. Let me hold you emotionally hostage for a bit. Yeah, that sounds great. Fuck this guy. Mm, it's so, uh, we'll talk about this at the end of the episode. I got thoughts, but. Yeah. Yeah, he says that he lost his telepathic abilities and he can do it for her as well. Mm-hmm. After commercial, Mariel comes to visit Lando for some boning, uh, you know, <laughs> squidding. You know, yeah, I don't want to know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to know. Yeah, um, yeah. But everyone else is there. Uh-huh. Daguerre is like, "Hey, I'm down for this orgy," and Lando doesn't even care about the sex. He just wants to make them all suffer at this point. Yes, I mean. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And he he says that it's not right without Timov, but surprise, she's here. <laughs> and she slaps him. Good. Yeah, I enjoyed that slap so much. Yeah. I loved it. We missed that Garibaldi caught Talia at the elevator. Yeah, she um, got told off by Talia. Yeah, and she says, stay out of this, instead mm-hmm. of thanking him like he expected. Yeah, I was your white knight. Uh... Talia mm-hmm. does go to Garibaldi, though, to apologize and tells him that she's planning on leaving the station with Matt. She wants out of being a telepath and out of Psychor. Yeah, she says that she's tired of her abilities and being a part of an organization that scares her. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't rem- I know we've talked about some of these episodes were reordered for air order. Yes. Um, so I don't think this works as well without having had that previous Underground Railroad episode. So I'm wondering, I was just wondering what the original air order was, if... This one is after that or not? No, uh, this is these are the two episodes that got flipped. Really? So in original US air order, where it was airing mm-hmm. like a month before anywhere else, this episode was shown before the previous episode we reviewed. But everywhere uh-huh. else in the world, uh, when the show came later, and then on all DVD and streaming releases afterwards, the order was flipped, which is what JMS intended for this episode to come second. Yeah, it does feel like it needs to because of that specific plot point. Yep. Like, uh, there, the special effects in the episode beforehand 
were too time consuming. Mm. And so they flipped it around. That's also why there's a couple of shots in this one that are a little weird. Like there's the shot of the bazaar from the opening credits mm-hmm. in this episode. Oh, yeah. We just recycled it. Yeah, it's yeah. just recycled footage because they were trying to get this episode out a little earlier than expected to give themselves another couple of weeks of time to finish up the previous episode mm-hmm. in post. Yeah. Okay. Um, we cut to uh, Mariel, who buys that statue from Lurch. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Lando's party, and everyone was told not to wear their shoes a bunch. Mm-hmm. And we see everyone walking in barefoot. And then Jakar's got his fucking stomper boots on, his, like, mm-hmm. punk club boots. Yeah. And um, they're just like, uh, you know that's insulting, right? And he's all like, oh, yes, I'm very aware. But Lando doesn't care. He He is totally joyous about yep. everything because he's getting his divorce so he doesn't care he does not give a shit <laughs> but it gives Jakar another headache <laughs> um Delenn approaches Garibaldi and you know calls him out for feeling uncomfortable she can tell yep he bears his soul a little bit about how he really liked this girl but now she doesn't seem to like him back that's what I took out of it anyway well and uh, also the eponymous soulmates is dropped here mm-hmm uh, referencing Garibaldi and Talia. Yeah, like, so maybe, weird. Big jump there, buddy. Maybe uh, maybe tone it back a bit. Yeah, so Delenn tells him that the Mimbari believe that souls are drawn together in each life. So mm-hmm. they'll kind of dance around each other throughout many lifetimes, which is kind of a beautiful like yeah. idea. But I guess she's kind of telling him, like, yeah, maybe the next life, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> People give Lando gifts. Mm-hmm. And Lanier gives him a marked deck of cards. <laughs> I cracked up. I love that. I want more Lando Lanier buddy running around the station causing trouble episodes. Yes, we got a nice taste. We need more. Give me yep. more. Uh, he goes to open the gift from Marielle. And of course, Daguerre tries to claim it's from all of them, not yep. just her. It's a nice touch. Yep. And then it shoots a dart at him. <laughs> Yeah, Muriel got him an assassination attempt as an anniversary present for Ascension. <laughs> That's the 30th anniversary, apparently. Okay. Yeah. I'll write that down for later. Yes. <laughs> yes. Silver is 25. Assassination is 30. <laughs> um. Noted. Uh, so we cut to Med Lab. Sheridan and Dr. Franklin are watching over Londo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his wives are just hanging out. Uh-huh. In med His wives, lab. who just tried to kill him, apparently. Yeah. While Garibaldi has stowed her in custody. You're the yeah. worst cop ever. <laughs> it's that homeschool, man. Yeah. <laughs> just no <laughs> substitute for a social education. You brought this on the station. You're in charge of the assassination attempt. And the wives are just running around free. And it's all like, maybe they all need to be in custody right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Franklin is especially concerned about their lack of this particular Centauri blood type mm-hmm. and mentions that it can't be synthesized. They're not good at it and they just don't have enough. But apparently a transfusion would hopefully fix up whatever the poison's mm-hmm. done or the toxin has done. Yep. After some more of Stoner just being terrible, Timoff comes to grant the blood transfusion, noting that the one thing her and Alondo have in common is their blood type. I love that she says she had to think it over first, and Franklin is just aghast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she, she does win, kind of, if he dies. So Yeah, well, and Daguerre, Daguerre pointed out that they all would kind of win if he just yeah. died, that they'd just get his, their inheritance or, you know, their 
their mm-hmm. Londo money instead of getting divorced and uncertain futures. So, but Timov wasn't very impressed with that. And Daguerre just says, Hey, I am what the patriarchy made me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seems, I don't know, sort of fair. And if she offers to grant this blood transfusion under the mm-hmm. strict agreement that Londo is not told that she saved his life. Mm-hmm. She just, she has principles, even. Even though she's been with Londo for a long time, she's still got mm-hmm. him. She can't, she can't uh, let it go. So she will mm-hmm. get poked and give up some blood. Londo wakes up with a great line. I'm either in med lab or hell. Either way, the decor needs work. Mm-hmm. And he sees his wives and realizes it is indeed hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love how Timov declares she's fatigued and needs to go back to her quarters. And all the wives are like, oh, yes, me too. Yeah. We were here, but no, you're alive, and we. But she probably care. is actually fatigued. Like giving blood yeah, can that's be a draining. Good point. So mm-hmm. she probably is actually just done with this shit right now, and I mean her blood sugar's got to be low, you know. Mm-hmm. And she's just done, and so Lando throws a little shade, and Franklin defends her. Yeah, he doesn't say I why. He doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. Just um, a stick it, and I love it. That's that's a better insult than some of them we've heard on here. For sure. Uh, meanwhile, Stoner uses his non-telepathic mind powers to kidnap Talia, and then Garibaldi punches him. Yeah. Violence, the answer to all solutions. She's decided not to leave. He's putting the pressure on. But suddenly she changes her mind in this conversation. Mm-hmm. But then Garibaldi just takes him out to the best. Yep. Did you catch the look on his face when he was on the floor? Like... No. His eyes are like half open and his, <laughs> almost like his tongue's hanging out. It was very funny. Very gratifying um, to see him get punched. Jakar is still our audience proxy, and he's trying to figure out the episode in his quarters, mm-hmm. in his pajamas. <laughs> As one does. Yeah. I, too, tried uh, to figure this episode out in my pajamas, so <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Don't we all? So, apparently, Marielle is also there. And mm-hmm. uh, he's figured out that she did mean to murder Wando. Jakar tells her not to underestimate him. Mm-hmm. And then she says that it's a pleasure as always. And I was like, oh, no, this is not the first time she's hung out with Jakar. How scandalous. No. And Jakar actually helped with this assassination attempt. I, I didn't clock it. Okay. But I read the notes on the episode. And apparently there's a scene in the background where Jakar hands Mariel something, like, right before she goes to buy the thing. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, hands her his credit card? Well, I think <laughs> I think the implication is that he hands mm-hmm. her the poison. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I just, I just thought that... He financed they, it. I, yeah, I took, the, I took the explanation that the episode gave, you know, that, oh, it's probably booby-trapped by the Narns. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jakar could have pointed... He would have known. He would have been like, hey... That's one of those kind of things that yeah, we yeah. left there. You want to get that? Yeah. You, you want to get him that? You want to get that one? Yeah, that booby trap one. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying you got to get him the booby trap one, but if you did, it might be fun. I'm not doing that right now. Um, <laughs> That's a different episode. <laughs> Anyways, Sheridan confronts Stoner. Uh, he's an mm-hmm. empath, not a telepath. Yeah. At Space TSA, Londo dismisses Muriel and Dagar and stays married to Tamalf. Yeah, and she demands to know why. She's like, mm-hmm. I'm not pleasant. I don't like you. We are terrible together. Please uh, let just me a whole be laundry divorced list. to you. Fuck off. Yeah, like, I was looking forward to this, you jackass. 
Yeah. <laughs> and he tells her that they may not like each other and she may not like him, but he will always know where he stands. Mm-hmm. And it's like, huh. So honesty is important in some ways to Londo. Yeah. And then we get Delenn getting menstrual cramps to credits. Which I feel means that Dr. Franklin is a horrible doctor, right? <laughs> because he examined her pretty thoroughly. Yeah. And now she's had that. to go to Ivanova to ask, hey, why am I getting cramps? Uh, Dr. Franklin had an obligation to explain her human oh, it's reproductive the, system They don't have her. socialized medicine. They still don't have women's medicine in the future, Laura. You're getting your hopes up. Oh, God. They haven't bothered <laughs> to figure it out in 200 years still. No. Oh, we're just oh, yes. too complicated, right? Yeah. Just, why would you bother trying? Mm. You live longer <laughs> anyways. What do you need the health for? <laughs> right? Oh, man. Not my family. would. Well, maybe we do. I don't know. But, okay. So, we've wrapped up the episode. How do you feel about it, Jafar? Scale of Babylon uh, 1 to Babylon 5. Uh, uh, I really like parts of this episode. And mm-hmm. I really hate parts of this episode. Mm-hmm. Now, if I treat Stoner like a wrestling heel and just acknowledge that it's a character I'm supposed to hate, mm-hmm. supposed to be skeezy, and not let it bother me as much as someone like Franklin, who is not supposed to be skeezy, is not supposed to be someone we hate. And when he does skeezy right. things, I get very upset. Stoner, this is actually just his whole character. Mm-hmm. He's just a whole deal. He's just a shitbag. If if I can mentally reconcile that and not hold it against this episode, I'm going to give it a four out of five. I'm going to give it a four out of five as well. Like the whole stoner Talia thing gets kind of confusing for me. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not even sure I can talk about it in this episode because it's future episodes where things get really freaking confusing for me around Talia. Yeah, um, that's fair. But I do feel like... The empath thing is very, like, a big yeah. deal. And I, I don't know if we get more of it in the show, but I think that more of it would be scary. I honestly don't remember. Yeah. Maybe in season five when Maybe. there's we'll all that find telepath out. stuff. A lot of the stuff they do with telepaths that I'm remembering right now is, like, in season four, and it is very specific, and I'm not going to get into it. Um, yeah. It's super the- spoily town. The telepath stuff, you know, one of the things that makes a telepath scary is that, like, they can know all your secrets and be inside your head reading your thoughts and Mm -hmm. use that against you. But this is a guy who can actually, like, make you do it. He can make you do stuff you don't want to do. And that's pretty scary. That's a scary idea. So I like that about it. But I am very confused about some of the Talia plot points, which I can't mention yet. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, we got another 10-some episodes. But this is one of those episodes that has just a ton of zingers in it, and I love that. Yep. I love a good zinger. I like the poetry of, you know, the title versus the things that happen in the episode. Mm-hmm. It's definitely four out of five town for me. Like, it's not quite over the, the top to the best that Babylon 5 gets, but dang, it's close. It's good. It's a great app. For me. Yeah. And so is the next one we get. Season two, episode nine, The Coming of Shadows. Oh, it's one of those ones that shares the name with the season. Mm-hmm. We're at that point again. It's the significant. Cent- it is a very significant episode. The Centauri Emperor visits Babylon 5 for some surprising reasons. Londo makes plans with the shadows to incite a war with the Narn. 
and Garibaldi receives a strange message from an old friend. Yay, there's so much in this next episode. There's a ton in this next episode, and I can't wait to get to it. So let's stop and say our thank yous and get to it. <laughs> and sorry yeah. you're waiting a week, everyone else. Editing takes yeah. time. <laughs> it's, it's an art, folks. Art takes time. So thank you to Jeremy Siegel at jeremysiegel.42.bandcamp.com. Mm -hmm. Thank you to Angry Duck Time Machine. You can find them at Angry Duck Time Machine on Instagram for providing our lovely podcast art. And thank you to you, the listener, for being here with us. That We've had some really nice comments in the Discord and via email in the last couple of weeks. And it just means a lot to me. I, I appreciate that you all can tell the effort that we put into the show and that you're enjoying it. That's yeah. my favorite thing. Yeah, no, thanks a ton for all that. Um, we should do a mailbag in two eps. We've got a lot yeah. of mail to read, so we should do that soon. So if you're listening to this now, you might have a chance to get it in just because there's going to be a bit of a delay on recording yeah. the next one. So I think you'd actually, this is going to be out before we record the next one. So please send us letters. We'll read them on air. It'll be fun. Ask us questions or whatever. Yeah, we would love to. At whoareyoub5 at gmail.com, which we need to say for that to mean anything. <laughs> right, right, right. And if you just got to have more B5 party, you can come and join the Discord and you can get that link from us either on Facebook or at the email whoareyoub5 at gmail.com. All right. See you next week, Internet. Bye. Bye.